Fuck yeah. Next time we have a bonus Welcome episode. to Rough Around the Hedges podcast. We're all perverts After here. Hours. After hours. Yeah. <laughs> Get it, girl. At 7.30. <laughs> I was talking about going to bed. It is after hours. You guys, we're running out of time before my brain shuts down. We better go to sleep at a reasonable hour. I'm staying up till at least midnight. After we work For real? Yeah, that's my natural cycle. What time do you wake up? Nine. You wake up at nine or eight. Oh, lately it's been seven because I've been having weird dreams, but I like to go back Daylight to sleep. Savings. I've been up at like 645 on the dot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to go hit the snooze a bunch of times so that I'm late for work in the morning. <laughs> you like doing that? <laughs> Can't control myself. <laughs> Can't control myself. Okay, okay. So I get up earlier than you two. Not tomorrow. Tomorrow I have to be at work at seven. So I'll be up earlier than you. Oh, wow. That I is, will be sleeping. I can't. Oh, my gosh. I was basically at the same time that seven will be tomorrow. I was getting to work at that time. That's one of the things I'm going to be so excited about. Uh, I'll share this with listeners. It's pre-show. I'm getting a new job at this point. I've already started um, and working <laughs> 10 to six every day. No surprise. You have to be here at seven tomorrow, like 10 to six every day. Wow. Because like right now, yeah, I'm working. Seven to three tomorrow, and then two to ten the next day, and then twelve to eight the next day. Like Ooh. it's just all over the place. And when I was younger, I was like, "Yeah, I don't care. I'll just sleep in that day, and but wake up early that day." But now I'm like, no. "Yeah, that messes with your." I need you, consistency. Yeah, I guess if you were if you were just getting up at the same time every day, regardless of when you were starting work, maybe that would be less damaging. But I feel like mentally and like physically, if you're like trying to sleep maximum amounts. Right. And go to bed later. Are we? And she's are trying we, to plan shit. Wait, are we recording an episode? Yeah. No, we're just fucking around for fun while we, Christine I can't remember what, what we're, we're talking ta- about. Did we like introduce what we're talking no, about in this we episode? We haven't. We ha- You guys are ruining it. If you wouldn't have said anything, I could have just gone, hi, welcome to Rough Around the Hedges podcast. I thought you did that already. No, that Thank was a you. joke. We should. <laughs> we will start the podcast. But Adam, that was the pervert edition. Oh. <laughs> actually going to talk about how much perverts we is are. it okay if i'm not okay with a pervert edition well yes that's that's okay but we're gonna do it anyway <laughs> so now we have to do it for the fourth time we have to introduce the podcast because we can't have the pervert edition we can't have the second edition where we're talking about the pervert edition and but you but christine started announcing her new job that's why i was confused because it's the pre-show and i said uh, this would be part of the pre-show you yeah. said nothing. I, no, 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 Christine said pre-show because that word popped into uh, my brain. At this, point, it, at this point in the show, I will insert exactly what I said here. <laughs> I'll share this with listeners. It's pre-show. I'm getting a new job at this point. I've already started. Okay. Oh, I did say pre-show. Uh, wow. I know. Well, you can't. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know what a pre-show was. <laughs> the pre-show is the little bit of talking we do before I say before hi. Welcome to Rough Around the Hedges podcast. I'm Kaylin. I'm Adam. And I'm Christine. Oh my God. And we're going to talk about light again today. That's the pre-show. But more specifically, grow lights. No. Yeah, welcome to light point two. Light point oh. We're talking, yeah, light 2.0, not quite grow lights. We okay. might throw some tidbits in about grow lights. We're talking about light again. So we discussed light, et cetera, et cetera. Hooray, everybody. And now we're going to talk about some specific instances in which people might place their plants in their houses that are incorrect. That's the whole episode. Don't put your plant there. It's not getting any light. But you know what actually we didn't cover in the first episode? Grow what? lights. Um, southwest, east, north facing windows. Like what directions are good? Which directions are less good? Yeah, we did. We not, said south and west. We, 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 we south didn't west. really talk about all four of them. So let's just start there. We'll move on. I also don't think we should categorize like good versus not good. I'm not saying they're not good. I have wind- I have, not I have optimal. plants in every single window in this house, right. including my north facing window. And, and I have a plant that loves it there. Cupria? Right. No, the um, begonia. Well, cupria might. It's the begonia immense. Uh, I tried him in the west facing window oh, and south guy. facing window, and he was small, small, small. And then I put him in a north facing window, and he exploded. And he is immense. He's yeah. four feet wide. He's a giant begonia. Yeah. It's insane. Um, that begonia is insane. Okay, so I would say the window exposure the in the northern insane. hemisphere where we're at, the one that gets the least amount of light is the north-facing window. Yeah. Because you're not getting any direct light through that window at all during the course of the day. Correct. Because the sun rises in the east, sets in the west, 
It hangs out on the south side of the house. It does not hang out on the north side of the house. So your north-facing light windows are going to be getting just ambient light through the window all day. Not very strong. Still enough light to grow a plant. Mm-hmm. Just not very bright. So I'm and, very particular plants, not... Yeah, Don't you put wouldn't your want to grow an alocasia there. You wouldn't want to grow a ficus there, but like begonia, fine. Philodendron, fine. ZZ snake plant, fine. Justina, fine. There are some like really low light creeping ficus figs, creeping figs out there mm. that are like fuzzy and can do low light. But most, I think we're talking, you're talking about like I'm ficus trees. Rubber you trees, guys, yeah. can I just like spitball something? Like if I, if I built a tiny home but it was on a rotating platform Ooh, and then the, the windows just to follow the sun, the sun throughout that. the course of the day. Uh, call the sunflower house. Sunflower uh, house. Cause that's what they do. Wow. Wait, can I take this back or should I just patent that right now? So no one can steal it. That listens. <laughs> yeah. To this you have podcast. two weeks before the episode airs to get your patent on. Okay. I can do that. I can do it in like two days. So it's okay. <laughs> okay. Next, the next, um, next window up on our list uh, is going to be East facing windows. So east in the northern hemisphere, you are going to be getting sunlight in the morning when the sun comes up, direct sun into your windows. And then as the sun moves around the sky during the day, you're going to lose that direct sun. You'll still get some ambient light. Um, Not super strong because morning light is nice and soft. Um, Definitely can grow some plants here. Um, Probably not alocasia, probably not ficus. You could probably manage everything else. What am I growing in my east window? I'm growing a literal tote full of variegated congos mm. that only one of them is variegated I was gonna say, are they green or are they variegated? one of them is variegated the rest are green mm. the whole tote is pretty happy there i'm also growing preso verde in an east window i'm also growing ficus i'm growing my ficus triangularis oh, oh right my lack of ficus yeah i'm growing my you have a variegated rope in that window yep i got a variegated rope that's just cr- getting a l- it's like super long mm-hmm. it's like probably two feet long now mm. um i'm growing String a couple hearts. string hearts string of pearls string of pearls right against the window yeah string of pearls so it gets like some southern light it's like on the southern corner of that east eastern exposure mm-hmm. a couple other like calanchos crassula and haworthia right in that windowsill that's what i'm going in in, in my like two proper east windows uh, my east-facing window, my patio door is really big. I have a gigantium, philodendron gigantium. I will note two two times now. I've grown it up to six feet tall in that very window. Um, and then I have some aglaonema and a ZZ raven. Happy as can be in east-facing windows. Do you guys feel like if you're on the second floor, like the east, like your windows facing the same direction get more light? Like less. if you go up higher? I don't know why. I feel like they get less. Really? I mean, I only literally have one to deal with, but I feel I, like I mine get like, more in my house really? for sure. Yeah, I think mine do too, because, but it might just be because like the house next door, like my second floor windows are higher. Well, uh, everyone's second floor windows are higher, <laughs> <laughs> but like they're higher than like the neighbor's house is. So like the right. neighbor's house will block some. So that's as we're going through like direction by direction. Yes. These are sort of general guidelines but also you have to take into consideration more like guidelines than actual rules you have to take into consideration if there are obstructions outside like how close are you to another structure next we've got two more directions (laughs) to go okay let's go to the next direction west the best what's the best wait wouldn't east wouldn't south is the best wouldn't south be um, after east if we were going northeast no no no. we're going in terms of most most light i don't like that so your west window, you're not going to be getting any light until the sun, you know, reaches its halfway point in the day and starts going down. Um, when the sun is on that side of the sky, you'll get the stronger evening light blasting into your windows. Uh, Christine's a big fan. Uh, our house faces I like... I also, I live in a townhouse with one side and all I have is west windows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we have a giant maple tree in front of our fucking west facing bay window. So I only get to use the window in winter. Mm-hmm. But all the leaves are gone now, so I'm going to put more plants there now. You mean you only get to use the tr- the window in winter because the, the leaves of the leaves. tree are no longer blocking all my light. Right. Um, and then after West, uh, my favorite personal, uh, fa- personal, personal favorite window direction to face is South. South, um, the sun is going to start in the east and in the west, but on that whole day, it's going to be on the south side of your house because we live in the northern hemisphere. So you're getting a whole day worth of sun in through those windows. 
And I especially like the winter when the sun is lower in the sky and it blasts through my south facing windows at a further distance than it did in the summer. And it hits you right in the eyeball. <laughs> I have sun catchers in those windows and they just light up my whole room in rainbows. Aww. It's very gay. I love it. Do you ever have to worry about the sun catchers burning things? No. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I suppose because they're, they're just not sun glass. catcher stickers. Yeah, they're yeah, not yeah. even real just hang glass. a thousand magnifying glasses in your <laughs> south window. Well, because I've always wanted to hang. There's some the pyromaniac on TikTok art. that makes these like really pretty little crystal sun catchers. They're like actual I'm, crystals? Yeah. But I'm worried about ca- catching a plant on fire. Not on fire, but just burning it. If I like get they one do in Toy Story. With a plant? Well, it's a magnifying glass and a toy. Oh, yeah. They put it on. Yeah. <laughs> on a match. I ran out of the match. No, it goes on Woody's head. Oh, right yeah. center. I was thinking about the Fruit Loops in that scene. <laughs> I don't know why. I think it's been too long since I've seen Toy Story, so I can't really gab about it. So if we could just move on to the next subject. I'd be I, I watched like four months ago. It's time for another one. Okay, so those are our those are our four window directions. Uh, if your house is at an angle, you may or may not get the best of both worlds. Uh, in the apartment that I lived in, it was uh, southwest facing windows, which was fucking ideal. Yeah, my that was amazing. So my my townhouse is just a touch at an angle. So my upstairs master bedroom, I can put plants in the corner because they are seeing a little bit of a southwest yeah. hit. Our house and is at a slight amazing. angle, too, so it's like a southeast-facing window and a northwest-facing window, which is weird. Mm-hmm. I kind of like, if it's I had, like, some just giant, like, southeast-facing windows, I think I'd be, like, it would make me into more of a morning person. And then it, mm. I also feel like you can grow quite a lot of plants with that exposure, too. That's you can grow quite a lot. Good. yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't grow, like, you probably wouldn't be able to grow, like, cac- cacti or, like, high, super highlight stuff that well. You can grow a lot with like good eastern, yeah, southeastern. I see exposure. people that do grow cacti in east windows okay. just fine. Hmm. Like, um, yeah, I grow most of my plants in the south, southern exposure, south and west. Yes, in my plant room. Um, I also use supplemental lighting in there during the winter. Well, hell, all year round, I use I supplemental in the lighting. Too. Yeah. Um. Okay, so we have our four window directions. Uh, things you need to be aware of. Outside your windows, any barriers. So we talked about trees being one, uh, the house next door, or if you have any close by buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, you also need to pay attention to if you have any roof overhangs yeah. or decks or balconies that are outside your window that would block the light coming in to your windows. Mm-hmm. So if you have any of those in the way, you need to evaluate because like you might have a great south facing like split level house but you might have a deck above the window in which case that south facing window goes from being woohoo to i've seen like the case where it's like a porch right so like your south windows are like look out onto your front like like not not enclosed porch yeah like a covered porch and then that's like well there goes like 99 percent of your light exactly and then it also is like doesn't really do anything for my mood some of the houses in saint paul where they have the front of the house and then they have like a sunroom so they have the windows in the living room that face the sunroom and then the sunroom has windows that face the outside those house windows inside completely worthless right yeah it's like in my my plant room those windows that face in these east windows that face into the entryway they do next to nothing the the south windows and the west windows on the other side of the plant room those do the bulk that they do the vast majority of the work Mm -hmm. um I think this is a good time not to shame anyone, but also dust. Make sure your windows are clean. I'll do that when I put my Christmas lights up. Because obviously just natural residue on your windows will also be a barrier of sorts to your plants. I got to get Dowlett over to my, he's like a window cleaning machine. (laughs) Like I'm like, Dowlett, do you want to help me clean a little bit? And like, (laughs) I'll come back and he's just like taking the windows down and cleaning all of them. And he just kind of gets this manic energy when it comes to window cleaning. Nice. <laughs> I don't understand. And while, you're, and while you're cleaning your windows, just clean your leaves too. Because that's also a thing. Dust on your leaves. I can do huge. the leaves. I should probably get around to cleaning the outside of the windows before it gets too cold. Really cold. Yeah. I would love to have, find time to like clean my windows. That would make me um, very happy. If you didn't know, clean your windows with newspaper and mm-hmm. index. It... It's like a miracle rag, which you wouldn't expect it to be, but 10 out of 10 do recommend. 
Like it doesn't streak as much as a paper towel or something. No, and it doesn't leave behind any residue and it uh-huh. cleans it. And it's, I don't know. It's the weirdest thing. It works. I love it. <laughs> I'm going to try it. I, sounds, I just need some. I don't, I don't have a newspaper source anymore. Actually, I should ask mm. the neighbor. Just go to get the newspaper. Whenever I need newspaper for like paper mache stuff, I just go to Cub and get a bunch of their like weekly ads. Mm. Are you doing a lot of paper mache? At school, yes. You'd be amazed how much theater things are made with paper mache when you have a budget. You guys, it's been too long since I've done paper mache, so I can't really gab about it. Make a giant rock out of paper mache. Because wow. we're doing SpongeBob the Musical, so we had to do Patrick's rock. Mm. And that whole thing is nice. paper mache. Uh-huh. Looks amazing. What are we talking about? Windows? Light. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, cleaning windows with newspaper. Um, okay, yeah, so pay attention to any obstacles outside your window if you are not, you know, getting a full view of the sun. You probably have Change it. some kind of obstruction getting in your way. So that definitely dulls the impact of how good slash bright your windows are. Um, now let's see. Um, places in your house you wouldn't expect to be zero light but are. Corners. And immediately to the left or right of your window against the wall. <laughs> and 10 feet into your living room from a window. And anything two feet below a skylight. And? Oh, I could keep going. Windowless uh, bathrooms. Oh, my God. <laughs> Windowless bathrooms. Don't put plants in there. Um, also, <laughs> like, let's say you have floor-to-ceiling northeast-facing windows at your office, but there's an atrium in the way, and you're like, what plants can I put on my desk? Uh, definitely <laughs> not very much, uh, just because those windows are there. Remember the light, the inverse square law of, you know, light fall off and the fact that you have multiple panes of glass standing between the sun, the sun's actual rays and your desk plant. Um, can we take a short detour? Wasn't that just a detour? No, I was like in, in our last in our previous episode, I, I forgot to talk about something and we, we were talking about photosynthesis and I just thought of it. Which is that there is there are like three types of photosynthesis. What? There are there's C three, C four, and CAM, which means crassulacean acid meta- metabolism, crassulacean acid metabolism, and it just is to do with like the CAM plants are mostly desert plants, and they they don't take in they don't open their stomata to release oxygen or take in carbon dioxide at, during the day cuz they'll lose too much water mm. so they only open their stomata at night and then they they take in carbon dioxide and then store it as acid uh. insides of, of of their cells or something and then convert it back into carbon dioxide to use for photosynthesis during the day when the sun's out efficient Whoa. yeah and then the cam the the C4 ones like only open their stomata or like right around their the veins of the leaf or something like that or they they store they just store carbon dioxide and release oxygen right around the veins and they don't release it through the whole leaf so the leaf doesn't lose as much water that's probably incorrect but it's something like that and then c3 ones just do it normally they just open their stomata during the day and because it's not a super hot dry or windy place so those are the three types of photosynthesis. And we can get back to talking about where not to put your plants. Yeah, that was just a quick. I just wanted to like because it was interesting to me. I was like, I never knew that. You cool. wanted to show off your knowledge. Um, Christine, <laughs> last episode was talking about hanging a plant, um, a kind of, a, you know, at the very top end of a window. Uh, if the plant can't see the sky, it's too high. Even if it's in front of a window, the light rays are not hitting that plant. Conversely, if you put a plant below the edge of the window. Um, as long as the plant can still see the sky, you're good. But if you put it too far down, leaves specifically. Yeah. If you put it too far down, plants not gonna be able to see out the window and it's also not getting any light because remember rays start at the sun and travel in a straight line. They don't deviate until they hit something. And so the ray is not going to come into your house, enter your window and immediately take a sharp downward turn to go hit your plant sitting on the floor. And I think if the Rings light don't work like that, if the light hits them at an angle, if the light hits the canopy or the foliage at too like soft of an angle, if it's not close enough to 90 degrees, that also dramatically decreases the efficiency of those mm-hmm. photons. So 
like you're a light meter. If you're measuring light in your window and you point it 90 degrees toward the window where the light's coming in, that's going to give you a higher reading than if you hold it like level. Um, See, I was told you're supposed to hold it like this and then it has the little dome on it and that's how oh. you take a proper reading oh. instead of pointing it directly. Oh. But it, it depends on which, which direction your foliage. You've been pointing it right at the thing. Yeah, I'm like, let's point it at the light. <laughs> yeah, but if your foliage is all pointed at the light, then right, that right, I think right. would give you an accurate representation of what that... Sorry, what I usually do is I just put it on the leaf and whatever the leaf's pointing at. Mm -hmm. That's what I do. Yeah, I'm just saying that's another factor that could come into play. Right. And But me personally, I'm a big fan of like putting plants under the ledge of the window because that usually winds up with the canopy being like optimally positioned so see, that the, the light's coming from the top down. The sky, you're right. good. Right. Yeah, I like the canopy to be like right at the windowsill level so that like yeah. The light's coming from directly above down through the window and so now, crushing let's that say canopy. This is your window and four feet below the window is your floor and you put a plant that's only a foot and a half tall on the floor right up against the wall. That plant's not getting any light. Right. right. I just like lowering the level. Like what I see a lot is that people like put a plant on a table or something or a stand and then the canopy's like hitting the ceiling and the all the lights hitting the stems. Can you what do you what do you mean by canopy? Like where the foliage is in relation to the it's like the trunk or the stems. Yeah, like the plants too high. It's like but all it's the so lights hit, all it's the lights the ceiling? All the lights hitting the like this is the brightest place. Uh -huh. Right? Like lower down on well, the window. My plumeria is too tall. I'm I'm not I'm not judging your plumeria at I all. Mean, there's just no, there's all its leaves by March. I don't even care. <laughs> I'm just using it as an example. Like it's gonna go dormant. The brightest the brightest place is sort of is usually like a foot or two away from the window and then below the level of the window. Because then you have not, the whole entire length of the window inviting the light in. Mm -hmm. And not uh, like right next to the window, but like at the very top of the window. So that's why okay. So my plumanii, I have it. The base of the plant is below the windowsill, but the leaves are basically at the windowsill, just like yes. seeing the entire yeah. sky. And it's Good. loving it there. Yeah, of course. Okay. That makes way more um, sense. No, you're talking about something off to the side of the window. If you have a plant to the left or the right of a window, no light. Yes. Because like I said, the rays are not coming in your window and taking a sharp left right. to hit the plant. So it could go to the left of the, or the right of your window, but you'd want to pull it back away from the window further. Right. Like that yes. wouldn't make it. You want the plant to be able to see the sky. Right. Because mm -hmm. the light rays are not going to come and hit the plant next to your wall, next to your window. Right. So the like if you're going to if you have to put a plant in that position, you'll want it to be further away so that like it can see out the window. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well. Um, on that note, ambient light is a fucking myth. <laughs> Stop talking about ambient light. And I'm just going to reiterate that is not indirect light. That is just no light. Yeah, All so light through a window is indirect. <laughs> people talk about, you know, the plant, my plant is in my house. It's getting ambient light. Okay. Your eyes see ambient light. The plant is not seeing enough light. If your plant is not within that four feet of a window or under a grow light, it's not seeing any of that. Like it's ambient to you, but it's not ambient to the plant. Stop talking about ambient light for your plants. I think for, yeah, it makes more sense for humans because one thing that humans can do that plants don't is that our pupils actually dilate mm -hmm. and adjust to different light levels so that makes darker conditions i mean it's it's essential for adaptation of human beings like our ability to dilate our pupils helps us see and function in dark conditions and it also helps us not be totally blinded in bright conditions so we just have we're just terrible sensors of light because we are our, not a light meter right our pupils are just constantly adjusting to make Changing. all different light levels appear approximate yep 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 so the next time you're like oh yes my plant is getting ambient light stop yourself back up take it back don't say that it was me i touched it also next time you say your light your plant has bright indirect light shut up we know it has indirect light tell me what kind of window it's in and uh, we can go okay from there. 
that brings me to my next point I want to make. We're, you know, moving back to obstructions and stuff. Um, If you have windows with shutters that close slash blinds, uh, either of the vertical or the horizontal kind, um, I think blinds are one of the worst thing you can have on your windows if you're trying to grow plants. Um, Blinds, sure, they're good at, you know, filtering some of the sun for your human eyes, but they block out so much sunlight for plants that you are doing your plant a huge disservice if you have the blinds down but open. I also, I mean, I can't remember if it was this episode or the last episode, but we brought up, I brought up like window screens. A lot of windows have screens like attached to them and screens actually are great shades like for shading plants, like if they're getting direct sun outside. So if you don't want to lower the amount of light coming through your window, you should take the screen off if you're not going to be opening the window, maybe. Mm. Yep, I'll do that in the winter. Um, a better choice if you need to make sure your neighbors don't see you walking around your house naked, get some sheer curtains. Or just do it. Not too sheer. Just do it. Um, there are varying levels of sheer. <laughs> just wave um, at them. Good morning. <laughs> right, if you're going to look through my windows at me, you, 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 you deserve, you deserve. To see this. I'm not putting on a free show. Send me a tip. Here's my Venmo. I think like yes, your curtains are amazing. They look yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah. They make it your home look lived in, but don't use your blinds. You are. Oh, 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 I can't. I can't stress how much light gets blocked by blinds. Do yourself better. Get some sheer curtains. And, or- and sheer curtains do, I think, a better job. Say we have those random days of UV index are like 13 and you want to protect your plants from burning sheer curtain all day yeah, long they, and they also like diffuse the light really nicely so right. they like they like send it off in different directions and disperse it throughout the room so if you have like a really clear full sun day i think and depending on where you are if you live in a really dry climate where there's no like atmospheric particles that are like already diffusing the light that's coming into your area then those in those dry clear days you probably will want sheer curtains depending on the plants you're growing but for most plants most house plants you'll want to like diffuse that light and bounce it around and i had i lived on the first floor of an apartment building i had sheer curtains that weren't sheer enough you could see through mm-hmm. so i was still able to maintain privacy in our home while we were out by having the curtains drawn and people weren't able to like look in yeah. our apartment as they walked in the building when I've got sheer curtains in the south windows and I just close them on days that I'm like, oh, it's really clear today and I don't need this plant to get full sun all afternoon. So kind of going back on the obstructions that can happen. Obviously, we had some really hazy days this last summer with the fires happening. So that's definitely where we had days where UV cutoff was already pretty low. Yeah. But that just made me think, do you think pollen and when pollen's really heavy? Yeah. Is that something? It's usually moisture. I think probably oh. it's typically, it's moisture is like the most pre- present right. factor in the atmosphere that I think diffuses light. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's just like an overcast day or fog or like Whatever. humidity. Yeah. So like in really high elevations, the light intensity is the highest because mm-hmm. there's just the least amount of atmosphere and different, you know, molecules in the air that are, right. that are actually diffusing light. That's why I hate this, the winter so much because we always get that period where it's like just cloudy for two months. My plants yeah. are like, yeah. Ugh. And that's when grow lights, I'm like, oh, thank God. Thank God. We finally <laughs> got the grow light. You guys, we finally got the grow lights sort of working at the conservatory. Oh. Uh, and they are like, oh, they're so like, I can blind myself by looking at them. So I have to be <laughs> careful. And in our desert room, there's so many of them Ooh, and it's you know so warm in there. Take a disco ball in there. I'm excited for the desert room this winter because it's like there are there's like I don't know 25 high powered grow lights nice. and it stays warm and dry in there and I'm just gonna like go in there and like <laughs> warm up like clean mealy bugs off the succulents for uh, like days quick derail I saw a tiktok of a guy who brings his own mini disco ball to karaoke with a flashlight <laughs> oh funny <laughs> Like, I need to start doing that. 
Yeah, you got to sing like a little slow rocking song. Adam's sitting under a disco ball as we speak. Mm -hmm. It's true. The lighting technician in me is wanting to correct you. It's mirror ball. Fuck off. Because <laughs> you use it for more than just disco. I don't actually do disco. <laughs> so, yeah. The reality is I only cats. use it for disco. I'm discoing right now. What if I call it a cat ball? Because when the sun shines through the west window, when the it sets, the cats out. are just like, oh, my God. What we're trying to tell our listeners is that disco balls are not effective tools for growing plants. Yeah. Now it's, 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 if you get the hanging basket uh, one. It's for my endorphins. It's my dopamine. It's your sun catcher. Mm. Yeah. I have sun catchers in every window. I got two more I haven't put up yet. They're Halloween themed. So grow lights? That's where I was trying to segue yeah. to our, but we can. Oh, I did try putting a disco ball under one of my grow lights, but it blocked the light of the light too much. So I, I did. I had a little one. I tried putting it under one of my Soltech aspect lights. Oh. And it like blocked most of the light, the light that the uh, girl light was giving off. So I was like, I can't do this. I'm going to buy a Soltech just to put a disco ball on a Black Friday sale right now. I'm waiting until to see what their actual Black Friday sales are. If they have a Highland for 44% off, I might get one for right there. Right. I'm out of control, you guys. I don't spend $100 on plants, but I'll mm. spend $100 on girl lights. I'm like, I'm not investing money into my setup. Right now, I'm going to, I just still really want to do a sale and sell a bunch of plants and then like redecorate my plant room. You don't want to do that or you do I really do, do. I'm like, I'm not in a, an investing stage right now. I'm in a divesting. Yeah. I just sold some big guys because I was like, I'm out of it. I'm starting over with a smaller version of you. Yeah. I can't wait to like have time to take photos of a plant so I can like post it and sell it. But I'm, I feel like I'm digressing a little bit. A little bit. I don't know, like, so we've talked about, we've talked about positions. We've talked about, sorry, we've talked about directions that your windows could face. We've talked about obstructions. Where not to put your plant. Where not to put your plant. How light rays don't enter your home and take a sharp left. We've talked about eyeballs, human eyeballs yep. in particular. Want to reiterate the fact of the inverse square law when light enters your home, the fall off happens, you know, within the first four feet. Exponentially. Completely. Don't put plants eight feet away from a window. It's not doing anybody any good. Ooh, we should talk about the windowless bathroom thing. <laughs> and grow light. I feel like why, why even, what's, why? Well, because you guys bring it up to taunt me. Yeah. You can't grow plants in windowless rooms. I take that, you can grow one plant in windowless room. What plant? Pariso Verde. Uh, Pariso Verde is a weirdo. We're not talking <laughs> about him right now, though. Um, if you have a windowless bathroom, you can't put plants in there. Nothing is going to grow if you don't have a grow light. And you are not leaving the lights on in the bathroom long enough to facilitate adequate growth for that plant. Unless you have a specific grow bulb and a specific grow light, and you're leaving it on for like 8 to 12 hours, don't even go there with me. I refuse to acknowledge you if you do that. Um, I have a windowless bathroom. You know what kind of plants I have in there? Fake plants. Fake. I have four fake plants in my windowless bathroom. I don't even have to water them. It's great. Don't you have a, you have a pothos. I mean, you have a skylight, but. Okay. So in that window, yes, I have a pothos that's probably getting a hundred foot candles throughout the day on my bathroom counter and it is growing. And I figured it'll get more light the closer it grows to the ceiling. But now I'm going to have it trail across the ceiling up into the skylight. You're talking about a different bathroom because you started this by saying you yes, have a windowless bathroom. Yeah, the you bathroom gotta, with the fake plants doesn't have any windows. The bathroom we are now talking about has a skylight. Okay. So I have a Wally Grow installed in the skylight mm -hmm. that is about two feet from the top of the skylight. It gets fuck ton of sun. It's beautiful. It gets about 800 foot candles throughout the day. And then when the sun is directly shining on it, it's about 2200 um, for that chunk of time. So in that Wally Grow, I usually just grow pothos because they're easy. And I like how they trail down. And I have, oh, you should see my man Julet in there right now. <laughs> it was getting a little long and I wanted it to grow more evenly. So I chopped it back and now it branched out. And it is the fullest, bushiest thing. Adam, I got it from you. The mandula. Yeah. It looks amazing. I don't think I have a mandula anymore. You do you want a mandula cutting? No. Oh, you had that big one. Did you get rid of the big one? <laughs> I got rid of the, well, I had a huge trailing one and then I had like a really oh, yeah. glossy Jordan glor. bought the huge trailing one at the plant cell and he wouldn't buy any plants for me. And then <laughs> I had the huge, glorious, like 
climbing one. Yeah. And you took a top cut. And you That's kept the, the top cut. No. That I was sold, the frozen jade. I sold. Wait, what did I do? I didn't keep. I thought it was. Or was it a reverting? I had a huge pearls and jade. I mm-hmm. also had a huge mandula. Mm-hmm. And I. Did you keep the top cut of the pearls and jade? Yes. yes. Okay. I do have that one still. The mandula wasn't as tall as the pearls and jade. Or was it enjoy? I don't know. Pearls and jade. That was enjoy. It doesn't honestly matter. I carried right that now. thing up to the bathroom for six weeks. Yeah, that thing was awesome. But you still have the top cutter. That I still way. have the top cut. And you're and still going to grow it up again? Correct. That would be devastating but, if you got rid of it. But I do not. Just I mean, like, like how many times epipremnum. have I devastated you guys by getting rid of plants? <sighs> the epipremnum. At least twice. Panada. Um, you sold the brevramosa. But then again, I chopped mine down to the soil line. So who am yeah. I to talk? I like didn't want to cut that begonia. So I had spider mites. I had no choice. But I forgot how I'm relating this back to light what are we talking talking about about how you disappointed us by chopping or getting rid of certain plants you asked if adam had a mandula that's you're talking about your mandula in the sky we're talking about my mandula in the sky and my mandula originally came from adam and so i asked him if he still had it and i need to ask him if he needs another one because i'll happily share another cutting with him and then we got distracted (laughs) oh no okay so yeah let me just briefly touch on the skylight thing um the skylight that we have, it's like a, I don't know, two by two, two and a half or something. And it's recessed into the ceiling because, you know, you have that attic space you have to uh, account for space-wise. Um, so I just have the one Wally grow in that little square area. I have measured how far the light travels down from the skylight into the bathroom to see where I can place plants in a bathroom with only a skylight. We are limited to the pothos I am torturing by growing on the counter and the Wally Grow in the skylight. I've thought about putting a second Wally Grow up there on the opposite side, but I'm just not about that. Um, and so I just have the pothos on the counter. Mm-hmm. Pothos can tolerate. So it does get about 100 foot candles throughout the day. So it's good enough. The pothos has been growing. It's a marble queen and it hasn't reverted. So it's getting enough. But I won't be putting any more plants in there because there's just no way they're going to get enough light. So no plants on the floor with the skylight. They've measured every space in there to see where it gets light so that I can put more plants in there. And the answer is two. Only two. So say you really want to put a plant in your windowless bathroom. Grow lights. Hey, grow light. Get a grow light. Um, the Barina T5 LED strips are nice. You could also get like a grow bar so I could modern sprout have them. Um, I'm sure you could get like a panel off Amazon if you don't get a shitty one. Um, or if you have some kind of, I wouldn't replace your existing light fixtures with grow lights because you still need to leave them on for seven to six or uh, eight to 16 hours a day. Depending on needs. Yeah. Yeah. So I wouldn't commit to that. Like, to to be fair, I would say any grow light, pretty much any grow light that you get and any time that you turn it on is going to be better than no, like nothing in a windowless bathroom, right? Like you can, any supplement you can add is going to be better than just being in pitch dark yeah, all the time. Um, But you can definitely do some research and do some experimenting and find lights that are are better or worse. I think one thing to think about is a lot of grow lights are super bright. So if they don't have, if you want to hang, if you want to position them up above eye level, like it's kind of important that they have some kind of shade. Yeah. Shade or like focusing mechanism to like reflect light downward away from your eyeballs so that you're not like, kind of getting blinded in your space. And that's where lamp shape can come into. Yeah. So when I'm talking in lamps, I'm talking about the actual like light bulb as otherwise we call them bulb shape. Cause you have your, um, A19s, which is your standard when you think of light bulb, that's what that shape is. And that's one where if you don't have a lamp lamp shade or anything kind of diffuser, it's showing light on all sides of it all. Yeah, it's all like around. 360 degrees. Yep. Um, and then you go into your par lights, which are the big, like flat headed 
ones and they are, you know, so they're angled and they have a flat head. Par not to be confused with photosynthetically active Correct. radiation. Um, Parnell is what it's short for. Those are going to be a little more directional in that they will point straight downwards. And then from there you can get narrow and wide par light. So whether that beam of light is going to that circle that it's creating, is it going to be smaller? Is it going to be more wide? Um, so we can, I mean, there's a whole science behind lampshapes and their throws and stuff. But for the most part, I think pars are better because um, you get a bigger circle of light. Focused, dire like directed light. Fo focused yeah. light directed downwards versus all around it. Um, and I usually go with the narrows because then the higher you can go, you can go higher with a more um, intense center. I think it's generally accepted that LED grow lights are like the superior option. And of course there are like better and worse quality LED lights, but they are the most efficient and they can most act, like optimally replicate spectra. So you can control a diode to produce any wavelength. So you can make it produce very specific, like photosynthetically active spectra. Mm-hmm radiation uh and they really like they basically all the other types of lights will produce a lot of heat which makes them less efficient because that's light that's energy escaping in the form of heat rather than in the form of light energy so that's just another thing i would say to consider is leds can also be thinner and smaller because they don't require uh sort of like fans or cooling systems that other types of like grow like lights halogens and stuff yeah, yeah. Don't, don't even mess with that stuff and their lifespan is just so much longer that's true um you're talking you know 50 to ninety thousand hours per bulb and also if you're growing if you're putting them in even in like the bathroom near your shower or in a grow tent where it's highly humid or a terrarium or a grow cabinet or a greenhouse you have to consider moisture and mm. get lights that are rated for moisture so you don't get sh like you know dangerous voltage running around yeah i've done that accidentally you've gotten lights wet that shouldn't have gotten wet yeah they just the cabinet was too humid so the cat the lights just were like i'm not oh. working which is fortunate that they just turned off instead of causing an electrical oh, yeah. fire yes that is fortunate. Nothing scarier than an electrical fire. What are some of our favorite grow lights? We're running out of natural light things to talk about. So now we're just talking about grow lights. We're supposed to talk about grow lights. I this thought we were trying episode. to. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I have a whole can of worms to open up on grow lights. Please don't <laughs> open it right now. We can right? do like, a third episode on light. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. We were supposed to have, you know, a natural light section and then we'll have a whole grow light. Well, section. nobody told me that. Well, the natural lights was the last section. But we continued half of our talk in this episode. <laughs> no, you did. Oh, I have too many words. You're like, I have more to talk about about windows. Yes. <laughs> no, because if we start talking about grow lights, then we need to really start talking about, you know, daily light integral and we kind of did, did talk about that but like i have a whole system for figuring out how long to leave your lights on for i feel like we also covered I feel like we can go more in depth <laughs> we covered whatever that a little bit when we do a recap or a re-release of this episode we'll go more in depth sure because eventually we're going to run out of Part stuff three. to talk about and we're going to have to revisit topics we've already discussed talk I can, we could bring in one of those light specialists Oh my God. Let's ask Daryl. Doug would, would love. No. Who's I'm Doug? Like one of my, <laughs> one of my coworkers is like, he's like a, he's like a light genius. He's like a, uh, basically. I have a degree control, in controlled environment specialist. So he, he knows all about grow lights and also like growth chambers where you can control all of the variables and. Mm. Like Doug make sounds it very like a fascinating person automated. to talk to as a guest on our show. <laughs> Rough Around the Hedges podcast. Join our Discord. Does Anyways. Doug prefer scientific names or common names? He probably prefers scientific names. I mean, he is not one of the he's not one of the graduate students that I was yeah. calling out. He is uh I don't know. He is a controlled environment specialist yes. that has 
taught me, started teaching me about light. But I mean, for a future episode, we might be able to find like a specialist to come in and. What do you mean? I'm not specialist enough for you? Like educate our listeners about. Okay, grow light brands we like. Soul Soul Solutions. <laughs> they're Highland Lights, they're Aspect Lights, they're Vita Lights. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Um, so their Highland is their track light system, their Aspect is their pendant light, built-in pendant light thing, which I kind of don't like because it's a, pe- it's a built-in pendant, so you can't ever Adjust just it. change the bulb. Like, you can't just, like... You can't change the bulb on the highland lights either right so that's where i like the vita because the vita is just their bulb that you can buy um and put it in an existing pendant Mm -hmm. that you have put in an existing lamp that you have yeah it's like the it it doesn't require a fixture to never break it's like you can you can repair something if it goes out or dies and it's their it it is their cheapest one that they have so i think they're normally like 75 dollars, which is a lot um, for a but, light bulb, but they are running sales almost constantly. The um, talk to us in our Discord because Kayla and I can give you a referral code to get twenty yeah, percent off. The quality of light can't be matched. Like you can go out and buy GE's bulbs. I haven't actually used the Sansi ones, um, but just yeah, the the distance you can have the light be away from your plant and still have the plant getting the light it needs to thrive. Um, you can't find that anywhere else. Right. Also, it's just a very nice uh, it's very color, pleasing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Soltec, they're kind of like a, a warmer white. If you like the white, white, the, uh, Rousseau, Rousseau brand out uh. of Atlanta, they make a very similar style light. You can actually adjust the, uh, focus ring on the light to create more of a narrow or wider beam, oh, that's which cool. I like. Uh, the one thing I don't get on board with is I'm just so accustomed to the warm light of the Soltec lights that I just couldn't get on board with the pure white of the Rosso. No, that stuff's ugly. But um, it is significantly, significantly cheaper. It's much cheaper. Um, but definitely wait for uh, Soltec to have a sale. Black Friday usually gets 20 to 25% off. So you can get a $200 light for 160 bucks. Uh, that's what I hold out for. I have, I have a, quite a few of them. I have a quick been buying them every year. Color temperature story where Adrian and I worked with a lighting designer once who made a hotel change out all of their light bulbs in his room because the light color didn't match and it was too bright of a white. And he said, I don't live in a factory. So he made them go and get warm white lamps. Just staying <laughs> at a hotel. Yeah. Rude. I mean, this was a Broadway designer money and they did it. Funny story. I mean, you and I worked at a hotel in college. They'll do what they can to make you happy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people have weird fucking question or, you know, weird <laughs> I only eat the brown and yellow M&Ms, you know? Right. Which, those are my least favorite colored M&Ms, so. They don't taste any different, Woody. <laughs> I just prefer Reese's Pieces all around. Um, So that's like your Cadillac style of grow lights. Going downwards, the Barinas. Um, I think there's the other brand, like Muoso, Musiono, or something like that. Off Amazon, those are your light strips. Those are great. They great for IKEA cabinets. Great for your grow shelves. Put at least two per shelf, please. Um, I've heard if you're like if you want like a more industrial power uh, light, the Spider Farmer grow lights. I've heard good things about their light. You can get them in different sizes. They grow tents. I think so. Okay. Yeah, because those are gonna be the lights you put in your tents. Tents. So. Your bigger setups. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, uh, scoot down to the very bottom of the list. Lights you should not buy. Um, those three headed gooseneck purple lights off Amazon for like, what are they? 29 bucks. Yeah. I mean, you can get a better light. They're not good. Yeah. They're very dim. You need to have them three inches away from your plant on for 16 hours. That's how dark they are. Mm -hmm. So just don't spend the money. And avoid those purple lights in general. Like if... It's not unless it's like an aesthetic that you want. Unless you want it, your neighbors thinking you're doing something nefarious. It doesn't. It's <laughs> like it's just not. It changes the color of the foliage. Yeah. And it's like it makes it harder to like enjoy the looking at your plants. Yeah. When people like share pictures of their setups, which you know, 
kudos for you for buying grow lights but when they have all purple lights and like they show pictures and all their lights just look or all their plants look super yellowy washed out whatever because it's it's counteracting the green so it's going to make your um plants just look different look weird yeah. yeah yeah i would aim it's really difficult to like figure this out when you're shopping online for grow lights like to figure out what the color of the light will actually like the visible color of the light will be like it's hard to know that until you plug it in and you like point it at the plant and you're like oh that's really pink i was right. not expecting that um so i mean i think if the seller is being responsible they will say you know if they don't give you a calvin read and they'll at least say warm white cool white daylight yeah um, even thinking beyond that looking in the listing for how much light the light gives off not in lumens uh definitely not lumens oh they lie um, but they will hardly ever tell you that and they'll never give you a par reading most of the time unless it's a designated grow light so that's like your first sign right there to be like oh it's not a very bright light and you can't trust reviews because people use their eyes and they're not actually measuring the light so like just buying a random light off amazon is so hit or miss Kaylin, will you remind us what the PPFD. Do you remember what that stands for? Uh, that's like uh, I have to double check it. <laughs> I'm talking oh. about flux density. Oh, flux yeah. capacity density generator. Yeah, flux, flux capacitor. <laughs> Photosynthetically active photon flux density. So it's measuring the amount of PAR that hits the plant. Right. And so the number of pho so photosynthetically active photons that fall on a given surface each second. And similar to that, whatever you were calling, like that measurement of exponential decrease, the further you get away from the window. Yeah, the reverse or the inverse square law. Inverse square law is also very much relevant when you're looking at placement of plants underneath grow lights. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the is further, the, the, uh, every, every six inches you move away from the light source, you, you're getting like an exponential decrease in intensity. Right. And it's it's not so bad if you start off with a really high powered grow light, but if you start off with a really weak grow light, you really can't put plants very far away from it at all. A weak grow light or a one that just has like a very limited spectrum, like it just releases like blue light or something, then you're not even getting like <laughs> the full spectrum that would normally be feeding the plant. Right. So you're depriving it in multiple ways. And the um you get the pink and purple grow lights because they're just using the red and blue wavelengths, which are the two most common wavelengths that plants use for growing. Um, that's why you'll see just red and blue that make pink but, as opposed to your full spectrum that appear white. Yeah. But you can also use that like inverse square law to, to your advantage. Like you'll put the most light, the highest light plants closest to the grow light and then you can like you know you can sort of stagger other plants down underneath it and around it as the light gets you know the light um vault what would it be like coverage will expand the further it gets away from the light so like if you're one foot if your grow light is one foot away then the the like square coverage of the light is going to be pretty small mm -hmm. and but pretty intense mm -hmm. but then if you go like six feet away the square footage that the light is covering is actually going to be much larger but much less intense so you can kind of use that to design your space underneath mm -hmm. your grow lights so many things to think about basically to measure your lights, you just need a light meter, guys. Go get a light meter. Go get a light meter. Don't use your phone. Yep. Spend the $40. Totally worth it, especially when you... <laughs> You've been slowly increasing the price of it. It's $37.99. I just rounded it up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, though, in the last episode, you said 30 at first, then no, 35 and I'm pretty... No, I didn't. Maybe I said 30 but No, I didn't. It's just not $30. Slowly. $37.99. No, and just, if you're going to try a random grow light, just make sure it's returnable. Make sure it's refundable. Oh, heck yeah. And then measure it when you get it. Yeah. Or join that was, Discord that was... and we can link the stuff that we like to use. Yeah. Uh, Adam had a grow panel off Amazon. I was like, oh, I'll measure it. I'll come over and I'll measure it with my light meter. And it was actually really, really strong for 
the price and I was like, all this right, I'm getting insane. one thing. I bought three of them and then I bought one from Christine. One, two, three, four. I had six. What? Like, I, I you did? You one. Yeah. Well, oh my okay. God. Shit. And this is where I learned I that they were you had that. Strong They're super strong. Shelf. They were too strong for 18 inches away. And that's why I was like, oh, five hours only. And it has to, it was me yeah. on my light journey, friends. See, I have an eight by four grow tent in my basement and I have four of those strung across the, like the canopy. And then I have right now a bunch of my philodendrons and stuff. Most of them are sitting on the floor yeah. and they're decent sized plants. So like, that's like when I, they're still a couple feet away, but they're still getting like, you know, some of them are getting 1700 foot candles for right. 12 hours. When so. we get into growing our cannabis, I'll be like, we don't need to grow lights. I have the grow lights. It'll be <laughs> fine. The only thing is you can't switch the modes on those it's one and done don't need that for well if you get the auto flower yeah, 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 yeah. okay <laughs> well guys we talk about these for a while <laughs> is it plant of the week time i think we're closing in on that plant of the week time Ooh, plant of the week time adam what's your plant of the week wait you're putting me on the spot to go first i'll go yeah. first because i thought about it earlier today okay good i was doing plant chores so i knew my plant of the weeks early um mine will be my hoya wilbur graves russia is a very happy happy guy right now so many leaves they're really nice and round and coin shaped with some nice splash on them happy dude i think i'm gonna go with my ficus elastica burgundy um he's looking just quite stunning recently very stately uh very very stately um his new leaves are coming in so glossy and he's just got that dark foliage that i just find sexy oh plant of the week <laughs> pervert I am thinking through like all the plants in my plant room and all the plants in my grow tent. <laughs> what about your uh, maximum? But that was like, that was a plant of the week, like a month ago or something. What about your Brevermosa? I sold that Brevermosa. Did you keep it cutting? Yeah, but it's not definitely not my plant of the week. Dude. Have you, you've never had your Pearl Oh, you know Jane. what? Actually, I could say, I think I thought of one, you guys, and it is a begonia. It's my, that taconite, that hybrid begonia oh, but it's you still the, have three of them it's the pavonina no it's a pavonina it's yeah it's like a hybrid between a pavonina and another oh. one mm. so it like has that blue sort of iridescence love it the the iridoplasts or whatever how mm. many pots of that do you have do you have two or three i have multiple propagations of it do you want some <laughs> i have a plant limit but yes <laughs> yeah Wait, I, where's that yucca plant right next to you bitch Oh, that's what I've been fondling. This <laughs> yeah, I moved it because that the, there's no leaves on the tree, so this bay window finally gets yeah. light now, and I'm I've been meaning to stick him in there, so I've deemed him bug free. Yeah. My plant of the week has iridoplasts. Iridoplasts are another type of uh, light sensor thing pigment that like helps optimize plants for low light conditions, mm -hmm. and it like ref refracts the the photons and slows them down so the plant can more accurate more efficiently utilize them thank I you i love it that's my begonia that's my plant of the week plants, plants that have that like nice iridescence sheen to it that's what we're talking about yes are you trying to have less plants so you might give me one no i thought you wanted one so i offered you one i thought that's you were what asking. Me i said are you trying to have less plants so you're gonna give me one i'm so confused are you do you want to give me a taconite yeah oh cool <laughs> but but not because I want to have less plants, but because it sounds like you want one. I mean, I have wanted one for a while since oh. I knew you had one, and I killed my pavanina. Oh yeah, no, I've got. I think I, I have. Just, a... I'm not the kind of person who likes to walk into other people's collections and be like, "Give me that." Really? <laughs> Are you sure? I mean, I've done it a couple times. <laughs> I'm usually... more comfortable with it. Yeah. More so, it's like when you when you're taking cuttings of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny yeah. when you cut this up. If anyone yeah. wants glad hands, dude, hit me up. I gotta <laughs> take some cuttings of that because it's getting too close to the light. Kaylin, what's the begonia in your little um, hutch all the way on the other side? That's green and red. It's a watermelon Jurassic begonia from Alyssa. Ooh, Do you want it? Her. No, we were just looking at it earlier and <laughs> trying to get like, rid of it. Why? Uh, Alyssa propagated it and gave it to me this spring, and I put it in my outside planter, and it didn't really do much. And then I pulled it out of my outside planter and I figured I could just sell it to somebody for cheap. I should probably make sure I can actually grow begonias before I get more. You want to try it? No, I have a begonia that I'm trying to grow first to see if I can actually grow it. So you said it grew a leaf for you? It's starting to. Yes. It should have at the least two growth points, I think, little once thing. it starts coming in. Yeah. Do we have any, like, um, plugs? Do we want to plug anything? Discord, join our Discord. 
Link is in our Instagram bio. Yeah, we have a whole thing about girl lights in our Discord. Come learn with us. Come hang out. Come see our plants of the week. I recently posted a picture of a cat in Christine's suitcase. Mm-hmm. Wow. I have to go on and look at that. It's cute because I got him to he got him to turn around over his shoulder to look at me. Cute. Yes. And the only reason is that, that Christine has a suitcase is not because she's going on vacation, but because she actually carries all of our That's equipment, like, recording equipment, like around, this no, unit over here. I was gonna say you mean the units? The unit. She carries <laughs> our unit in the suitcase. And then when it as soon as the suitcase arrives, Kaylin's cat tends to Smell yes. my cat because my cat takes naps being in, that. in the box. Yeah, yeah, just the way it is. Mm-hmm. So my cat has it. loved us having doing the virtual stuff because she just had the suitcase as a bed. I a see. Month. I see. Sorry, Christine's cat. Today, I think suit- she'll live. Suitcase coming with us. Cool. Hey, at least your cat's not pumping your blankets all over the house. All right, and I think on that <laughs> note, we can probably say. Good night to everybody, or good morning, depending Stay on when you're listening. Stay rough, everybody. Bye-bye. Stay rough. Stay rough. <laughs>